Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Monday, September 12th to you. If it sounds like I'm rushing, I am, because it feels like we have got a ton to get to, and it's not a feels-like situation. We do. Uh, most on the top of the list, Memphis Tigers get a important win at Navy, 37-13 in Annapolis. We'll go all through that, what it means for the Tigers. Arkansas State is next. Ryan Silverfield clearly emotional afterwards about the – the tragic events the city went through last week. We'll talk about that. Balls get a win in Pittsburgh. They're two and zero. Mississippi State also two and zero. My man Brad Carson loves that. Oh, by the way, Scott Frost head on a platter. He is fired after a loss to Georgia Southern. No need to wait. They could have saved money if they waited till October. They said they don't need to save a thing. Send him out now. Uh, Nebraska is looking for a new head coach. And in the NFL, my goodness, so much to get to including the fact that John Martin is not wearing a Raiders hoodie. Titans lose to the Giants? Huh? And just as puzzling, Bears get a win. Now, what I'm not going to do is have y'all rolling your eyes with me coming in here celebrating some Bears win and tell you how wrong I was about this playoff contender Chicago Bears. Man, please. What I would be if I was a 49ers fan is worried about Trey Lance. How about you, John? Yeah, no, I – well, I, I – I'm not willing to throw the baby out the bathwater yet on that. I mean, I think well, that was a lot of water. That game should have been canceled. If we're being honest, that should not have been played. Very unsafe conditions. Stop. Yeah, and so I'm not ready to uh, dismiss the uh, the good name of Trey Lance yet. Need to see a little bit more. He's didn't, not ready. Didn't have George Kittle yesterday. Stop. So uh, again, I am. Is it a, is it a very disappointing out? Uh, you know, debut. I would think so. We had two hundred some yards, barely yes. any, any offense. Yes, it was disappointing for the Niners. Uh, but uh, but but I am not quite there yet. Man, we have uh, so much to get to. We have some news on Memphis basketball schedule. High profile games mm-hmm. coming very soon. Uh, for the Tigers basketball program, NFL Week 1, as we know, college football, so much to get to. Oh, man. Yes, it is uh, going to be a very, very exciting day here on the show. It's always, you know, you come in here, man, you just have a little bit of pet, man. You know, NFL, your fantasy team is competing in a death, gr- I mean, a battle. Don't worry about your fantasy team. Talk about your real team. Is there as much pep when you're on 0-1 Street, when you're living on 0-1 Street right now like you and the Raiders are? I, I is it as this. much pep? I expected this. I got I got more pep than the Titans got today. Oh, I knew you'd use them. Yeah. I knew you would use them to feel better about your own plight. Did you like did you like the tweet 
Did you like the tweet when I said after the after the Giants went up twenty one to twenty on the on the drive here? Just got to go to AJ Brown. Just got to go to him, and you'll be able to get the yards you need to get in field goal range. The question was about you and the Raiders, but I see where your focus is today. Yes. Um, you want to be distracted. No, you don't want to think about. We competed. That, that was an that was an L. It was a scheduled L. Don't worry, we're back next week, and they they will be making a, an appearance in Patty's picks. How many picks a uh, card throw? Uh, enough. All right. Enough. All right. Enough. He definitely threw enough. We, we gonna hold him accountable. I John. saw some beautiful things. I saw some absolutely beautiful things between he and Devontae Adams. I did too. That was beautiful. But I saw some nasty too. There was definitely some nasty. Khalil Mack just loves sacking him, bro. How about that? I mean, it's the just, return of the Mac, and he just—he he did this against the the Raiders. Every time he plays the Raiders, he just has four That's sacks. He, want, he wants to play. That's the only time. It's the only time he ever wants to play is against the Raiders, and he freaking kills us every single time. Um, yes, we got a big show so planned much. for you. Uh, Mike Wall is going to join us uh, at eleven twenty-five. Who is Mike Wall from a Pro Bowl offensive lineman? Played with Brett Favre. Has some Memphis connections. Played with D'Angelo Williams as In well. Carolina, that's yeah. right, where he was a Pro Bowler. So we're going to talk to him. Um, and he may he may wind up being a regular for us here on the show. So we'll talk to him about the NFL Week One. You know whose uh, performance impressed you the most? I, you know we don't do this. We don't do like a winners and losers segment. But for me, that answer is the Kansas City Chiefs, who just demolished Arizona. You'd still put that over the, what the Bills did, and who the Bills did it against. I, I guess I'll give the nod to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I I'd forgotten them. I mean that was I mean, Thursday. It, was, it did feel like last week, and it was, I mean you know, two weeks but, ago. But but Mahomes and the Chiefs are right there for me. Oh, I, I thought it was statement time for um, them too. Five touchdowns, pretty damn impressive. Enough people were not talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. That will not be a problem moving forward. No Tyreek Hill, no problem for Kansas City. So we'll talk to Mike Wall about all that uh, at eleven twenty-five. Jason Fitz is going to join us at one twenty-five. Respect Burgers at one o'clock. Uh, so that is the show today. Looking forward to it. But we should probably start with uh, what happened in Annapolis over the weekend. I remember a time not long ago, you know, when it felt like Memphis simply had no answer for Navy. It was like the demon that you just could not exercise, right? Like it's Linda Blair on that bed. You know, and you. I wouldn't go that. You're far, throwing, okay. you know, you're you're throwing holy water at it. You're saying the power of Christ compels you, but you just couldn't figure it out, right? You just couldn't solve that puzzle. I remember that. I remember when Navy spoiled Memphis's perfect season there in 2015. They had beaten Ole Miss, and then they, you know, they lose in front of I don't know 50,000 people, 55,000. It felt like that was like one of the peaks, right? One mm. of the peaks for Memphis football coming in here. And Navy just ruined everything. They ruined everything with that triple offense, okay. triple option. I love the way you're setting this up, but but this wasn't those Navy teams. Well, that's fair too, man. All right, but it's not the time to it's not the time to man, poke holes are, in you're my dressing this thing up here, good. Okay? Just go go it's right not, ahead. With I'm it. trying to give Memphis football some credit oh, here. I, 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 we can tell. Yeah, um, but but you know what's that now? Three, four, or, or, or three or four in a row? Four out of five? Something along those lines? Um, Navy is just not a problem anymore. And you're right. Um, it's because of that, the quality of that program, you know? I mean, it's dropped off of a cliff, um, and so I think that's the biggest part of it. But look, Memphis did exactly what it needed to do against Navy. There you go. I thought your tweet hit the mark, and now that you're hitting the mark. Yeah, but you don't like it when I read my tweets just off top, bro, so I'm just trying to build up to that, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, I just don't. I don't think you need to overly dress this one up. They no, handled, I, they handled business. That, uh, yes, they, they. This wasn't a competitive game. Navy never had a chance to win. That's not a good Navy team. It's not a good as Navy we team. And um, yeah, I mean, I, there were a couple like you know we can nitpick here and we could say there were a couple of you know lapses defensively right early in the game. I thought defense played well for the most part. But but I mean that's going to happen, right? That's Led gonna, by Quindell Johnson. Yes, that's going to happen. Um, so I thought Memphis put on a performance that they really had to do uh, a performance that they had to put on and um it, it sets up what i think is a very uh you know it's it's a very the the, the implications for the next few home games are, are quite high you know we said four and one should be possible going into what is it the houston game um mm-hmm. we said that should be possible and you know i, I know you were highly arkansas state north texas temple you can win the next three to get to four and one before the Houston game. Yeah, I know you were highly, you were breaking down the film on Sunday morning. You were highly impressed with Arkansas State at the shoe. Well, they covered. They did cover. Um, I told you they would too, didn't I? But but you know, I was watching that game because I happened to have the over on it, and bro, Butch Jones was punting down forty in fourth and one situations. Well, why? Why was he doing that? I, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. That's neither here nor there. My point was they will come in here tested and certainly not intimidated and having lost you, what, 55, 50 last year? Well, that's the biggest year? reason, right? Like, my point is that you can't sit up here and just chalk this up as a W. Arkansas State's going to come in here no, tested, and Lord knows they can put up points. Yes. And Albeit they, that they didn't do much of that against Ohio State. Well, that, that's they're they're going to come in here feeling that way, not necessarily because of what happened last week. It'll be because of what happened last year, right? That it was 55-50, neither team could get a stop. Arkansas State's going to have a lot of people here, right? They're going to bring some fans, and so they're going to feel like they have a chance to win. I don't know the the line is the line out on that. Do you know? Have you checked? I haven't checked yet. Either way, Memphis is going to be favored, and it, it, Memphis, I guess, to bottom line all this, they had a, they had a mission, which was take care of business, handle it, leave no doubt, and that is exactly what they did. So, does it change the trajectory of the program? No. Does it change um, what Memphis still needs to do? Over the next three weeks and the rest of the season, no. But it's a really easy one to build on because you kicked Navy's ass, right? Um, and, so, uh, and so I think for Memphis, that's exactly where you have to start. Well, here's the thing. You won the game. You did what you're supposed to do and what it sets up. I like the way you said it, an opportunity to build and to have a nice atmosphere out there come this weekend in your home opener against Arkansas State. We talked about it. It it wasn't so much what you stand to gain by beating Navy. It's what you stand to lose, right, if you don't. And and would we be ready to turn the page on this Tigers football season if you fall to 0-2? Here's the deal. We're still here. Now you can get excited, get out there for the home opener. Hopefully, John, run off four straight wins. It's a great opportunity. And here's the thing. Seth Hennigan. Like let's let's give credit where it's due. We mm-hmm. you know, I think we're rightfully saying that wasn't a good Navy team and you did what you're supposed to do. But Seth Hennigan was outstanding, throwing for over four hundred yards. He spread it out. He's doing it right now without you know, without a a, a a dominant run game, I'll put it that way. You could say without a run game at all. I mean, Seth Hennigan carried that team, obviously, against Navy. It opened up and you've got to give the kid the credit. It was good to see John, you'd said all week. You and and I heard it echoed by others. Yep. I want to see some playmakers. And I thought, again, after a guy like Javon Ivory only gets two targets against Mississippi State, well, you're going back to him. A good quarterback knows i got to get this guy involved. Targets him 11 times, seven catches, 89 yards. You know, he gets Gabriel Rogers, uh, 95 yards, six targets, five catches, spreads it around to eight different receivers. Seth Hennigan, guys. Mm-hmm. We're only 13 games into Seth Hennigan's career. 
and the guy looks like a poised veteran and needed to, frankly, against a team you needed to beat. So it sets you up for a great weekend this weekend, hopefully, in terms of, again, atmosphere. You'll have what you want, John, and that's an op to go back to what you said, an opportunity to continue to build, to put yourself again in that position where, like we said, you're looking at an eight-win season. You're looking at possibly more. I think Tigers right now, yeah, you're, you're on course. This is what we expected through two, one and one. Some things to get fixed and clean up, sure. Um, but I'll tell you what, I thought for the most part on that defensive side, that Memphis looked pretty good, too, on that side of the ball as well. Again, led by Quindell Johnson. Crazy interception. Yeah, that game, that guy is going to the NFL. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. He think he's the next one? Quindell Johnson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not. I didn't have to see Navy, that performance, to tell you. I told you. Yeah. He's, he's the guy you got to watch for. And obviously, on the senior bowl watch list, he will be in the NFL. He will be playing on Sundays. He's a beast. Yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously, after, after the uh, after 13 the game, tackles, Ryan Silverfield was uh, quite emotional there uh, after, you know, after the week that we had in Memphis. Said he wants to, or I guess, hopes to be, you know, a, uh, a, a bright light, shining light, you know, in, in some pretty heavy times in, in in Memphis. So, appreciated that nod from him. Um but, but yeah, I think the I think the the overall takeaway too is, is just that the, you know, the wind was nice. The wind was great. They they needed to get it by the way they're favored uh, they're 14 point favorites over Arkansas State over in Superbook. Um which is a huge number. That's a lot. Yeah. Um which I think they that tells you what they think of Arkansas State. Right, Arkansas. They don't. They don't fancy Arkansas State as a very good team. So you're a two touchdown favorite over Arkansas State. You cannot lose that game at home. That is what that sets up. You cannot. That, that will come down. Um, maybe significantly. Jason is saying the sharp money's going to go. I don't think they paid any, any attention. To, I don't think paid any attention to Arkansas State here. Arkansas State put up you points. Said, just because <laughs> what they managed, just because they didn't score against Ohio State, does that mean that's a team that can't put up points? That's a, that's just a big number to me. Yeah. Again, especially they put up fifty on you last year. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I, I do, uh, I, I do think that that kind of sets up you, you have to win. Other good positive about that game, Chris, we didn't mention, I want to make sure we do special teams. Chris Howard, the fact that you knocked down 22, a 37 and a 38 yard, yard field goals, all of those important, especially for a Memphis team that coming into the season, you still had questions there. Yeah. Chris Howard, the transfer from Florida, I believe wins the battle and you saw him look good again. So there, there's some positive things to point to out of a game that yes, you needed to win and you handled business. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I think nice win, all that to validate it, right. To really validate what the, what the, you know, cause I thought again, the the offense it, it it's different than where it cuts them to. Seth aired it out, right? I mean that was another thing. And again, it's like how much of it was him? How much was of it was just Navy being god awful? But Memphis was unlocking him, you know, to do that in a way that Brady White couldn't do, right? He was going deep. This was not sort of flat route dump offs to Calvin Austin who took it seventy five yards to the house. Seth Hennigan was dropping back, looking really confident. Airing that thing out, and not every pass was there, right? But that's a sophomore quarterback. Like the offense needs to go through him. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Th- well, this- I mean, I like the way he hits skates in stride. Like, yeah, he can. He's he's making the throws. I, I mean, because the running game, you know, and I, I don't know if you had plans on getting into this a little bit later, but the running game just is not. It's not quite there, and I feel like the problem. You- the, the, the biggest problem was the, you know, thirty-two for one for two point eight yards per carry. That that's what I'll say. They you, you have not been able to unlock that yet for whatever reason. You know, just ninety one yards uh net in that game, that's on again thirty two carries. You just haven't they haven't been able to unlock that run game yet, haven't been able to find 
the balance, right? We talked about getting Ducker and Thomas more carries. Well, Thomas got more 10, Ducker with just five for the eight yards. Um, again, th- they've got to get that unlocked. You can't leave it on Seth Hennigan to be the team, go out there and win it for us every week. You've yep. got to get that run game unlocked. It's been an issue now for a couple of seasons. It has. But I just, came into the season saying that. You know, look, I – Everybody knows that I, I was in on Seth after was it Nichols last year? Was that the opener? I feel like that sounds right. I because I, you see you see a steez about this kid, right? You see an air of of swag about this kid who doesn't get too up or too down with the moment. And that was one of the things that Calvin Austin told us when he was in studio, you know, before the draft. Like he just isn't. He's not an emotional kid, so he can handle adversity. Yeah, the words and he can handle success yeah. exactly. Um, so I thought that was a I thought that was a nice game for him because to me, in order for the for the Tigers to be four and one and have a chance against Houston, which the Houston did lose, yes, Houston did Texas lose. State, they yeah, lost in overtime. That they covered the three and a half. Though. That's the important thing. But for Memphis, in order for Memphis to have a chance against Houston, I I, I really do believe it's going to have to be Seth Hennigan in the air. It's going to have to be him making plays, finding skates, finding Eddie Lewis, those type guys. Um, but I thought again, positive momentum was there. And you're a 14 point favorite over Arkansas State. Um, you're not going to solve the world. You know, you're not going to fix the world's problems here with just one win over over Navy. But I do think again, positive momentum. That's all you're looking for after after what was an abysmal week one performance against Mississippi, against Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't think you can give Seth Henning enough credit. 24 of 34 for the 415. It's the third time I believe in his career he's gone for 400. He may have a, a respect burger coming again. I don't think it's the way to approach the season to ask him to go out there and do that every week. But the fact that he can, the fact mm-hmm. that he can spread it out. We were asking who's going to go to with Calvin Austin gone. He, he had eight different receivers. And so, again, to, to have – that sort of performance come out of that game. And, and look, we can sit up here and say Navy's a bad team. They are. The one thing they thought they had coming into this season was defense. Now, their they're, they're, they're defensive backs, a little bit inexperienced, but that linebacker crew, very experienced. That was a Navy team that was saying, hey, our defense can carry us this season. Seth Hennigan ripped it apart. Uh, had a career-best completion percentage over 70%. So, again, you can't say enough good things about Seth Hennigan. Needs to be a building block for that team, though, in terms of what it's still trying to accomplish. 100%. Right. 100%. Uh, so anyway, that was, uh, that, was the, that was the game. That was the weekend for Memphis football. Texas, I, I was watching that whole game. I know that's a, you know, it's kind of a random aside. I felt bad for Texas. I, I thought they, they, were, they were cost two points um, with that safety. That was a safety on Bryce Young. That was intentional grounding, in my opinion. God, I mean, I can't remember exactly if there was a guy in the area. It didn't look like it to me at the time, and I think he was down anyway. Um, but the the officiating in that game was just horrendous. If Quinn Ewers does not get knocked out, right, he, right. I, I think there's no doubt in that in my mind they win the game. That's right, the biggest thing to me. He was what happens if he finishes that game. He was dealing. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a damn. He's, he's a stud. Yeah, uh, he's an NFL quarterback. I mean, like he's got. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me a little bit of Herbert. You know, he's got like that. Yeah. He's got that, you know, like he you just he doesn't really have any you can't get a read on him. You know what I mean? Like he's got a little Herbert to him. That's kind of what I see. Have you come away believing that Georgia's the best team in the country following um, these first two weeks based on what we've seen? That's obviously was the news that Georgia jumps to number one. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably are right now. Or, or is this the best thing for Alabama? Well, that too. You know, in terms of what Saban can do. They got, now they got punch in the now. mouth, you know. You know? What I'm you know, but, at one point you were saying easy twelve and zero. I mean, like no, no, no. Still feel that way? It just feels like to me with Alabama, you know. And again, it's one game, right? I don't want to overreact, 
but it does feel like they're going to depend on Bryce Young to do superhuman things every like every close game, right? They're going to depend on him to just because he he did some crazy things like that that play he made at the end of the game. Yeah, there. I can't, how he ducked that defender yeah. and kept that play alive. I'm still trying to figure out how he did it. I just don't I just don't know if he can be expected to do that all year. Um, so yeah, I, I guess you would say as of today, Georgia is the deserving number one. But I mean, in, in, in all fairness to Alabama, man, it I mean they were on the road at Texas. Like no, my my whole point. It's look. It didn't look like there was this huge talent discrepancy. Yeah. Texas is going to be just fine no, when it comes exactly. on in. Texas was That's not the overmatched. Other yeah. and, and here's the other thing. I thought with what we've seen from Georgia, John, I didn't think there'd be as much talent as there is with as much as they sent to the NFL. They look just as talented, if not more so. So I think that's the part is that, look, Alabama gets the win, could possibly still go at 12-0 and here. But for, for Texas, they're going to be just fine. And frankly, Georgia may still have as much talent yep. as Alabama does. Yep. They may, in the end, Kirby might be raising another one based on. That's sort of my, in terms of putting these two weeks together for the top of the SEC, those are just my takeaways on those two. George, man, Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's really the confidence of having done it. Yep. That when you when you put that in there, you're a national champion, it just gives him an edge. He ain't the most athletic, clearly, doesn't have the biggest arm, but there's a confidence around them that, man. You know, that might be tough to stop. They may be right back in it by the end of the year. Absolutely. Um, anyway, that was the weekend in college football. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Mike Wall about the NFL, uh, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played with D'Angelo in Carolina. So we'll talk to him about what he thought, what his observations were from the weekend, impressive performances, which one caught him, uh, you know, it, it impressed him the most. So we'll talk about all that with him when we come back. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM ESPN? I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The Dodgers were the first team to clinch a playoff spot in Major League Baseball. L.A. will be in Arizona facing rookie pitcher Nelson, who is making just his second Major League start, but carried an ERA over five at AAA this season. The Dodgers' bats have been getting it done lately, scoring at least six runs in six of their last eight games. A rookie pitcher, red-hot bats, and the best team in baseball, it all adds up to taking the over as the BetQL five-star play of the day between L.A. and Arizona. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Mike Wall is a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL. Want y'all to get to know him. Played for the Packers, Panthers, and Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist, founder of ProcessToPerform.com, and host of the On My Block podcast. That's with former Packers great Amon Green. Remember him? You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. That's Mike, W-A-H-L-E 68 on Twitter. We're very excited to have him join us now. Mike, before we get all the games, first week of the NFL, I got to ask you this. How often during your career was your name mispronounced? Did you get Mike Whale? Because I told myself we're going to get this right from day one. Was that a thing, man? Let me tell you something. I appreciate it. First of all, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on. And every time, so if you think about it, I was in Green Bay. I just remember Green Bay for some reason very specifically. But I was in Green Bay for seven years. I started for six years. So that's, I think, with preseason games, let's just call it six games a year that they're going to introduce the offense. Yeah. Every single time I ran out, it was Whale, Wally, never Wall. I mean, my uncles were calling my dad and like, hey, man, we finally made it. We're going hey, to get our name right. Finally. Nope. Never got it right. Not one time. Well, hey, I'm, I'm totally used to it. We were going to get it right from day one here. Mike, is there a, more, is there a more thankless position in the NFL than offensive lineman, because if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing your job right, it nobody talks about you. You know, you, it's just like are the quarterbacks upright? You know, the run the, the the running backs have lanes to run. Like most people watching at home are not going to say, "Man, the offensive line had a great night tonight." They're going to say, "Man, Josh Allen had a great night tonight." But best believe if Josh Allen's on his ass eight times, that is going to be the topic of discussion on Monday. The offensive line has huge problems. So as somebody that lived that life, is there a more thankless position on the field? I don't know if there is, but I can't think of one. And I'll tell you what, the the mindset shift that you have to have as an offensive line because of what you're saying, everything is so negative. I think, honestly, I think Instagram and Twitter – has actually done offensive linemen a favor because you can now put pancake blocks on social media and people kind of see how good some of these guys are. But I just remember, you know, like my, my two kids play soccer, right? Soccer is just a game of turnovers, and there's a couple of beautiful plays in, in between all the midst of all this chaos, right? So if you score one goal in 97 attempts, you're a hero. And it's kind of like that playing defensive end or defensive tackle. You get one sack a game, you're a Hall of Famer. But for an offensive lineman, it's like you can have 97 great plays and one bad one and you're a chump. And you have to be able to shift your mindset away from, hey, that one play is going to define me or define my game to, listen, did I have a good game with one bad play or did I have a bad game with a lot of good plays? And if you can't shift your mindset to that that idea that, hey, man, I had a good game, I just had one bad play, it's going to be a short career. So what did you think of the way that line played, the Packers line yesterday? I think it was four sacks. Minnesota was there. It's a nice, smooth transition there, huh? To a, to a, what did you think of the way the Packers play? Is that a sign of, of things to come, Mike, for the Packers? Is that Minnesota taking a step up, saying, look, this is going to be our division this year? I, just, I, I hesitate to say that, Mike, because I'm very aware, as a Bears fan, what Aaron looked like last year against the Saints. What the t- and then they go off, they win that game, lose that game, obviously, and then get it back together, and they roll off a ton of wins. What, what's, what did you think of that Packers loss 23-7 last night to, uh, excuse me, yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings? Well, we got... We came out and got punched in the mouth. I mean, the first thing is you're missing, and this is this is a results business, not an excuse business. We are missing Elton Jenkins. We are missing David Bakhtiari, our two tackles. They're two best players on defense 
or Daniil Hunter, and, and obviously Zadarius Smith, who's coming over with a grudge from, from Green Bay to Minnesota. Yep. And he absolutely ate our lunch yesterday on a number of levels. And he's one of those guys that can change your entire locker room. And it looked for that afternoon like he might have done that. So, you know, it doesn't look great for us. Alvin Lazard was out. He was supposed to be our number one receiver. So we've got some young guys playing. We drop a touchdown on the first play of the season to Christian Watson yep. in the bread basket. He drops it. And, you know, it's just sometimes when you have guys out there that aren't really sure of themselves, whether it's offensive linemen, whether it's these young receiving core, Aaron, you can tell, was on a clock a little bit early. But once you, when you have guys that aren't really sure of themselves, they don't know how it's going to go, you're in a hostile environment against an aggressive defense, and you drop that first play. Sometimes those early miscues, you just can't come back from them. Yep. And that's really what it looked like, except for maybe A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, obviously Mercedes Lewis always comes to play. Except for those guys, it looked like a lot of guys were a little bit shell shocked with what had happened there in the first quarter, and I don't know if they ever got, got you know really into the game until maybe the very end. So is is Chicago the antidote? No, <laughs> stop. Oh, no, oh, oh, no, no. Did, did you hear Mikey says are they the antidote for yeah, what? It, the for, antidote. Yeah. I, I, well, they won yesterday, go. right? So we're yeah. like, yeah. But, 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 what was your, but what was your first you, instinct? Right? You know, no. Aaron owns yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah exactly. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about Chicago. This is how bad Chicago is, right? And I'm not talking about the organization, right? I'm not talking about the team. But you, you think about it. In the preseason, they're getting trashed on on social media because their field's so bad because they're having like concerts or whatnot before the before the preseason games. A lacrosse team wouldn't even play on the stadium in, in the stadium, right? And yesterday, they they go out there after three days after a, a Ramstein concert. It feels completely tore up. It's like, I just don't know what their priorities are, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know how you win if your priorities aren't winning on the football field. Let me ask you this. Did Farr feel the same way about the Bears in terms of, man, I own them, that Aaron does? You played with Farr. When it was Bears week, was it we got these guys? You know, when Lovey Smith Smith went up to Chicago, he made his priority to beat Green Bay. I remember. Yep. Yep. And 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 the the first time they came up, Erlacher, Lance Briggs, those guys absolutely brought it, and they they beat us pretty good in Green Bay. And I remember that always in that you know that small window of opportunity for, for Chicago. Um, you know, I think they got really good. And ended up going to the Super Bowl after I had left and was in Carolina. But yep. that that window of opportunity for them that was a real matchup for us, and, and something that we respected a lot as far as as far as rivals in our division. Talking to Mike Wall here, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman on the show. Um, Patrick Mahomes says, uh, have y'all forgotten about me? I know Tyreek Hill is in Miami, who, by the way, he had a great day good. too. He was good. Uh, but but only, yeah. only five touchdowns. Um, should, should, it have, <laughs> should it have been six? Uh, did he leave something out there? Well, listen, I think after you get to five, I, I think it was five on like the first five or six possessions too. I mean, it's not like he wasted Man. any time. And so sometimes you got to put it on cruise control because you don't want to take all the uh, all the all the magic out of the bag, right? right. But I, I, it just goes to show you that first of all, I think Andy Reid is an absolute genius when it comes to designing scheme and play calling. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent, and you know, for for people who thought that you know missing Tyree Kill, listen, it's going to come up at some point this season because he is that kind of. We saw it in Miami; he just he's a game changer. But they have a lot of weapons. They, they rebuilt their offensive line two years ago. So I mean, they just have talent across the board. And uh, when you have all of those things kind of coming together and, a, and, a, and an arm like Patrick Mahomes with a mind like Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be able to find people no matter where they're at. Does it feel like Bill's Chiefs collision course, or would you put a Chargers or someone, even someone else from the AFC up in that class? I, I think it's really hard right now 
to say definitively that it's going to be Bills. It certainly looks the way they play. They were so good. But Justin Herbert's only going to get better when you mention the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're an incredible team. Listen, I'm not going to say that the two is the answer, or this, but Miami looks pretty good. And I didn't know they, they got some pickups on defense. They were really strong. Melvin Ingram's over there now. I mean, he's picking up, you know, walking touchdowns into the end zone. And, gosh, they look like a team that could that could do some damage. You, you look at uh, – Indy tied the Texans yesterday, but with Matt Ryan, when he kind of comes around and gets linked up with Frank Reich, are they going to be able to do some damage? Tennessee had a tough one yesterday, but – you know they're going to come around and be a team that can play in December because they got that running game. So I think there's teams all over the board in the AFC. It's it's a tough one, but if if you were to say who looked the most impressive this week, it's probably for me. It's probably the Bills. Yeah, and, no doubt. And you brought up the Titans, and 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 look historically, and and I'll give Mike Vrabel the credit for this because it's clearly it's clearly starts with him, but. They are the masters at losing games like that at home to the Giants and then winning against you know the Rams, the Chiefs, the Bills, right? That was the story on Tennessee last year. They were amazing against the elites. They have the Bills this week. Do they have a chance? Is that culture going to give them a chance, that running game, which was just okay yesterday? Do you give them much of a chance against the explosive Buffalo Bills? The Bills are hot right now. I think Vrabel's, you know, if he's not the, you know, the best coach in the league, he's certainly in that in that name because of the culture that he developed uh, as so far in, in Tennessee. Listen, you're two feet away, wide left, from winning that game yesterday. Really, realistically, it's not like that was an impossible field goal make at the end there. Dan Hill did a good job of driving them down. That's true. They're going to be a good team, but 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 when you look at the Bills and. You know, I think Ken Dorsey's up there calling plays now and, and, and how smooth they look. Everybody else looked terrible in the first week. You think about it. I mean, really not everybody. You look at a lot of these offenses, they don't look very good because they haven't been playing in the preseason. And the Bills look like they're in midseason form already. So you just wonder if if everybody's going to kind of increase to week two, if the, you know, the, the, the sophomore rise here is going to be the same for everyone else. I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in Buffalo or in, in Kansas City this week. It, it could get ugly for the other team. How much trouble is Dallas in with this DAC news? Oh, man. It's, this is tough because if you look around the league and you, you know you just start thinking to yourself, there probably is not 32 good quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. And so there's certainly not backups that you're looking at they are going to be able to make a difference on the Dallas Cowboys football team right now, given the talent they have at the offensive line position and obviously the receiver position. You look at a Tyrod Taylor, you know, you do go try to get him out of New York. You look at, you know, Cam Newton's on the street right now. Everybody's going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. But realistically, like, I just don't know if you can bring anybody in right now. That Dak Prescott is, is an incredible quarterback. And he only scored three points last night. Yep. And with, with this team. So you gotta, you got to ask yourself, am I going to bring in a backup? Uh, a Cam Newton, a former starter, a Tyrod Taylor, a former starter. Are they going to really make any difference? Like, is it, is it worth Bringing those guys in, is it worth trading for Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he, is he better than Dak Prescott? I don't think so. Talking to Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman uh, in the NFL. A lot of those years were with Carolina, and that Pro Bowl year was with Carolina. Right. Did, did you and D'Angelo come in at the same time? It was one year later, wasn't it, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think D'Angelo was my second year. Mm-hmm. So we had, I was lucky, I, I had Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster. Okay? Gotcha. Steven broke his leg. Deshaun had this monster playoff run. I think he had 200 yards and uh, two games in a row in the playoffs, and he broke his leg at the end of the, the Bears game. So we went into the Seahawks uh, NFC Championship with Nick Goins as our starting running back. He got knocked out. Yep. Uh, but then D'Angelo came in the next year, and it was kind of Deshaun and D'Angelo 
And then eventually, as uh, as all those things happen, running backs get older, and D'Angelo took over and had a great career both there and I think with Pittsburgh as well. You know, one of the things that, like, as a as a casual, you know, um, not a casual. I mean, I love the NFL, but I'm here in Memphis, right? And I'm just sort of watching from afar. You know, one of the things that I always thought was like, damn, I I feel like D'Angelo never got the chance. Maybe I'm misremembering here, but to the the chance to be the bell cow, right? It was always uh, who was it, Stewart. It was Jonathan Stewart, Jonathan right? Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, and it worked, but I just felt like, you know, D'Angelo, did, did you sort of get that sense that he could have handled that responsibility as just the pure three-down, you know, number one guy if they had asked him to be that? Well, you have an embarrassment of riches when you have a Jonathan Stewart and, and a D'Angelo. And, and so could, could D'Angelo be an every-down back? Could he be a bell cow for another team? Yeah, sure he could, but they had an incredible running game already. They had a good offensive line, quarterback position sewed up. And when you have a guy like Jonathan Stewart, who's bigger, he's super explosive, he yep. it's, a, it's a change of pace kind of play there. And, the, and you're going to rely on your running game. Listen, even with you know splitting carries, D'Angelo Williams was getting a lot of carries in that offense. Um, he could have, you know, could he have done more? I don't know. I think he was, he wasn't, he was very, very well built, but he's not a huge guy either. Yep. Yep. So you just wonder if, if if that kind of wears on you over the course of you know my whole thing with running backs is they say that you're going to be done by you know by the time you're 29 30 but it really it's a little more of what's the tread on the tires than the age right guys yep. so if, if you can elongate that that career exactly. by two years like yep. you're you're doing your organization a huge service so having both guys there for me that makes a lot of sense we're doing the same thing up in Green Bay now with AJ and, and Aaron and either of those guys could have been Pro Bowlers last year in my opinion if they were up by themselves but. Listen, you combine them, and you kind of get the best of both worlds. See, I, I think you're spot on because I think even D'Angelo would tell you it probably prolonged his career. You know, being in being in systems yeah. like that. So, let me, so, so since we're on Carolina, that year, 2005, you were a Pro Bowler. I think Jake DeLome was, Steve Smith was, and I'm pretty sure Julius mm-hmm. Peppers was too. How much of a freak? Yes was that dude, was Julius Peppers? Because I figured in some preseason camps, <laughs> training camps, you're having to go against that man. How much of a freak was, was Julius? I'll, just, I'll give you the easiest story to explain Julius Peppers, okay, guys? So yeah. in, in the weight room in Carolina, in the old weight room, so everyone's done, everything is done at Bank of America Stadium. And so in the weight room, I, can't, I think the, the, the ceiling was like 11 foot tall, and they have those, like, those little tiled ceilings things that you can kind of push up in a way like you're in an office building. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like in the ceiling? Okay, okay so, so they put – we have to do a full – John Fox had to do a full combine every offseason. I, I still don't know why. It was one of the most frustrating things in the world. But he had to do a full combine. You had to do a vertical jump test. So they had to put – they had to remove the tile for Julius. Wow. They had to remove the tile for Julius because he could jump higher than – I think it was – it might have been 12 feet, but I think it was 11 feet. But they had to put the damn vertical jump measure right into, the, into the ceiling. Yeah, up with the up with the mice, he could jump that high. So that, that's Julius Peppers in a nutshell. And he's about two hundred and eighty pounds, and and he's one of those guys. If you walk, if he walks into a room, and we're all kind of sitting around, we're yeah. all going to feel real bad about ourselves. That's yeah. all. That's the truth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Mike, man, this was great. This was great, man. Let's do it again. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, and I, I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. He absolute is pleasure, brother. Mike Wall, former uh, Pro Bowl NFL offensive lineman. Uh, good stuff from him. We obviously played there with D'Angelo in Carolina. Also played at Navy in college. We can go there at some point. Oh, we should have. We should have ribbed them a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have been the wrong way to bring them. We in. could. We could. We could have asked them though. We should have asked them how uh-huh. do you how do you handle 
Ken Niamatolo well, we know what, you know what their deal is. That's tough. That they're in a tough spot. That's, that's a deal where they're going to have to make a change. That was pretty much a, like we said, sort of a loser-goes-home matchup. But, yeah, he played for Navy. was a second-round draft pick of the Packers. Uh, offensive lineman, uh, 11 years in the NFL. And, again, was a pro bowler with the Carolina Panthers. One year later, he was playing with D'Angelo Williams. So a lot of ties. Uh, appreciate him coming on. Mike Wall. Uh, yeah, we'll come back with the rundown, some scheduling news uh, for Memphis basketball that you're going to want to hear. Don't miss that. Stick around. Jason and John, I need to turn to Femi ESPN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Live Love Memphis group at the real estate agency is here to help you out. They want to help you make the most money for your home. How do they do that? Well, they market your home. They list your home. They price your home. They will make your home. You won't even be able to recognize it when you see those pictures, the way they set it up. It's pretty amazing. They work quickly. They work fast. And they're successful no matter what the market conditions happen to be. So if you're listing your home and you're thinking about doing it, is it a good time? Is it not? Talk to the Live Love Memphis group. They'll tell you. It's always a good time with them. Info at LiveLoveMemphis.com. It's all right. It's always a good time, always a smart time to call Jennifer Carstensen and her team. Here's my job to give you the number, 901-625-5200. They make it simple. Jennifer's going to do that. She made it simple for me three and a half, four years ago. be four years in October. And when she sold a house, I thought I'd never be able to sell. I'd waited years and years to even think about putting it on the market. Thought it was going to take this, 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 this. Jennifer said, no, she's only going to take this. And we're going to get it sold for this. And that's what happened. She, then she helped me find our dream home as well. Wife's still happy about it. It's because Jennifer Carson and her team. You can be next. As John says, she does it in any market. So here four years later, she's still the woman to call. 901-625-5200. You can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovememphis.com. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. So John Rothstein over at, uh, I guess this was for FanDuel. John Rothstein all over the place, man. 
but he uh, he reported this morning that Memphis, Memphis Tiger basketball, is going to be headed to blah, 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 Maui. Memphis is going back to Maui for the first time since, didn't they go under Josh once? Yeah, it was 2012. 2011. No, 2011. And they lost to Michigan, right? Isn't uh, that the one? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's the first time. And that was a that was not nice a— Tennessee over there, too, that <clears throat> yes, year. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. the year they played Tennessee 15 times. Is it Maimon? Yes, Jerron Maimon. Tore them up, I feel like. They did win one, didn't they? Yeah. Was it the one in Maui? Uh, I want to say no. It was not. I want to say Maui was all bad. Yeah, I think uh, it was. They, I think they won they one. They get them later. They get them later. You're right. I might have a mixed up when they did it, but I, I think you're right about it. No, Memphis did win in the Maui. That's the, the other way around. They in, in double overtime, 99-97. But then lost to them later in the season. Exactly. That's what I haven't mixed up which one which one was where. But they are. But going, I remember Maimon had killed them in both. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. But they are going back to uh, they are going back to Maui uh, for the first time since 2011. And then I want to say uh, I want to say Georgetown ended up beating them. That was their second loss, right? Ah, yeah. yeah. So lost to Michigan, beat Tennessee, Tennessee lost, lost to Georgetown. Georgetown. Yeah. That's why I was thinking it was two losses. Yeah. So Rostein reported. Um, that Memphis will join a field of North Carolina, Yukon, Michigan State, Iowa State, Colorado, Dayton, and an eight team currently TBD. That eight team could be it could be Kentucky. I would hope it's a, a power. It could be you know a West Coast team. They don't have much West Coast flavor on this group on this trip. They need to go get I like a that, yeah. UCLA or uh, you know USC or something like that. I don't know. I don't know who the who who. You, is UCLA the only one? Oh, Arizona would make sense, right? Arizona make a lot of sense. Arizona, so they just they got to add a West Coast. If they're team. not already scheduled for something. Um, Arizona, it is, is. Be- it is better than this year's Maui Field. I'll say that this year's Maui Field is Louisville, Creighton, Texas Tech, Ohio State, San Diego State, Arizona, and Cincinnati. Yeah, this is a pretty. That's a pretty gross one for the Islanders there. I mean, I mean do we not care it's about the natives? Pizz- a lot of ton of pizzazz in there. Yeah, just a lot of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say uh, I would say that that's a pretty. I mean, you got a chance to play Carolina, you got a chance to play UConn, and a chance to play Michigan State. You know, I mean, that's and we'll see on the eighth team. Um, but that's pretty damn good. I mean, if we got a Memphis North Carolina matchup. I can take it all day long. Be one of the best I can remember. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a good field. Good field that maybe you can perform pretty well in. It, it's like uh, like the, they had Kansas Josh's first year in St. Louis. Yeah, they had Duke. They played Duke in Madison Square under Cal, right? With JJ Reddick, that was a pretty big one. So you got—that's the only way you get games like this, though. You got to be in these fields. You don't get these home and homes. So this is a pretty rarefied opportunity for uh, for Memphis basketball. So I think it's a pretty good field. You know, I mean, I don't—I don't think very much of uh, Iowa State, Colorado, or Dayton, which means Memphis will definitely be playing one of those two, three teams <laughs> in the first round. Again, you have no idea what the roster is even going to look like. Oh, I know what it's going to look like. A-Lo going to be starting at Man, point. get up out of here. Right? How? It's COVID year, bro. This is his, just his graduation year. He's got another COVID year. But there's no way A-Lo got another three years. And then he, he could, well, he could find a red shirt. He could find like a medical red shirt or something, you know, and get that seventh year. It's not impossible that A-Lo is on this roster in 2024, by the way. It's unlikely, but I think it's like plus 1,500. Like, it's not that crazy. You could throw if, ten if I, bucks. If on I was a lot, I'd say if we going to Maui, I'm back. Exactly, exactly. You find a way, bro. Alo's going to be on the bench. He will be in Maui. 
there's no doubt about it. He'll be a GA. He'll be an assistant. He'll be a you know, personnel guy. He's going to be with this team. It's just a matter of is he going to be in uniform or is he going to be, you know. So you're going to go from back, from Kendrick the starter this year to Alo's going to be the starter in Maui. Yeah, I think there's going to. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Penny's going to find a way, dog. Penny's going to find a way. Anyway, I saw this. And I was like, you know, this is good news on a Monday, right? I mean, the schedule. Great, it's great news. It's really good for. It's hard. It's hard. Well, to get, I like that Memphis is back in these preseason things. Josh. Uh, gravitated away from that stuff because of how poorly Memphis performed. He thought uh, jinx, whatever you want to call it, and just not having your team ready, whatever you, whatever you want to say, faced other better teams. It just didn't go well for Josh in those preseason tournaments. Atlantis was not good that next year, and he phased that out. Even when they went to Vegas for that mm-hmm. preseason year, it uh, was not good. So I, I like that we're back in these uh, and, and, and a chance to shine early and get some, like you said, some marquee matchups early on. Absolutely. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was uh, really good news for Memphis. We'll come back with the rundown. It was a big weekend in college football. We'll break Huge. that down. NFL. I mean, we got some we got some results to talk about. We got some results that people have to be accountable for in the NFL slate of Week One. So we'll do that when we come back. Stick around, Jason and John, Ninety FM, ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.